This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Stephen Liu is a program manager at Applied Materials while also being a career coach, a LinkedIn content creator on the side, and he's passionate about helping shy introverts build confidence to achieve success in their career. Stephen, welcome to the show. Great to be here. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's Friday. Good good way to, to end the week here. Yeah, it is Friday. And just in case you've never listened to the Mark Stucheski podcast before, thank you. We're so glad you're here. I'm one of these weird podcasters. We recorded this yesterday. You're hearing this on Saturday. Um, we recorded this like less than 24 hours ago. So I like doing this so we can talk about things in the moment. I know some podcasters, because of their schedule and all this other stuff, they'll the interviews will come out five, six months later. No, not this one. This We recorded this yesterday. So he said Friday. He literally means um, March 11th. I had to look at my watch. I don't know what day it is anymore. Um, and I, I want to start by giving people a little inside baseball. Um, I, this, is how I, this is who I am, Stephen. Uh, I got a brand new 14-inch MacBook Pro, and I was so excited. This very sweet machine. I come in to my my uh, home office here to record Steven's interview. And I take my USB mic and I'm like, uh Oh, cause the MacBook pro has USB C. I didn't check this ahead of time. So unfortunately my wife left her MacBook, ho- MacBook air at home and I could still do the interview. So that's what, that's what kind of goes on behind the scenes. I like sharing that with my listeners. So they don't think I have it all together. Sometimes I do freak out. And this morning was one of those freak outs. I really wanted to talk to you because you're an introvert. I'm what they call an ambivert. So I'm an introvert until I'm the spotlight and then I'm an extrovert. And uh, so I'd like to get into that. So where do you want to jump off today? Because I re- you have a lot to offer us. And I want to ask you as the guest, where do you want to jump off on the conversations today? Yeah, I mean, I kind of share how I went from being, from being a former shy introvert to, to helping people, creating content, to building confidence in other shy introverts as well. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's just a, a, an amazing journey I've been through over the last four to five years, starting taking on leadership responsibilities, putting myself out there on LinkedIn, and then eventually turning that into a career coaching side hustle to having a weekly LinkedIn Live and now having a podcast as well. So it's, it's just amazing uh, how far I've come just over the past few years here. Now, do you still have a full-time job? I do still have a full-time job. So I'm a, a program manager at Applied Materials. Now, what is that, what does Applied Materials mean? Yeah, so Applied Materials, um, so we... Uh, we build semiconductor equipment that uh, all the big uh, uh, fab companies use like TSMC or Intel. And I'm part of the obsolescence management office. And part of what we do as uh, as that office, uh, we are creating and implementing and initiating strategic initiatives to be more proactive about obsolescence. We don't want to have surprises show up saying, oh, this part's obsolete. Good luck. You know, you're going to run out two weeks from now. We try to be more proactive and be more ahead of that. Um, so I'm leading one of the initiatives. Um, we have a whole team working on a variety of different things there. So you work with Intel? Uh, our company does directly. So Intel is one of our main customers. Um, one of the initiatives that I'm leading is to making sure our designs, our new products that we give to our customers don't have obsolete parts on them, right? Because, you know, Intel Intel's a big dog in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the industry, right? So you want to make them happy. You want to make sure you give them products that aren't going to go obsolete or they don't have products that go obsolete. We have to give them a retrofit kit or something like that. So that's part of my initiative, making sure our designs don't have obsolete parts on them. 
So what are your thoughts, if if you even have a thought on this, of Apple's getting away from Intel? So all the new MacBooks, all the new iMacs, they're all going to the Apple proprietary software or, or chips. I'm not that geeky into that. I don't understand what the advantage is of having Apple making their own chips instead of Intel. I'm sure that they did a lot of research on it. Do you have any thoughts on that at all? Uh, I would just say from a supply chain perspective, it's in your control. Right, you design your own chips. You uh, build your own chips. You get to say what goes in those. Uh, Intel, yeah, Intel's a big company. Apple's a big company, so Intel is willing to to support you. But you never know; any moment, Intel might say, "Nope, we want to do it. We want to build it this way." Sorry, you know, this is most efficient for us. Um, mm. So, you know, that's I guess that's the nice thing about Apple products is everything is is in house, right? You know, they, yes. you know, their their software is in house, not like um, you know a Samsung phone or LG phone where they use Android. Everything's in house, so you get to be little more uh, streamlined in your design and operations and how everything works in your phone or your MacBook or, or anything like that. So again, you know, it's a, it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's pros and cons to it, but I, I see why Apple would do that, right? Just to bring that supply chain in-house so they don't have to worry about other exterior, um, you know, external factors like that. So you used to work, used to be, I used to call people like you and me in the beginning grunts. That's what, or rookies, or Indians or whatever. That's we're going back in the seventies and eighties. You know, you, you didn't know what you're doing, but you rose from there into a leadership, but you were shy. Now tell us, how did you overcome that? I mean, I'm obviously you're probably still shy. I, mean, I think we're all a little shy. Maybe the Kardashians are, but I think other, everybody's got a little bit of shyness in them. So how did you overcome that? Because when you're a leader, you got to come out of your shell a little bit more. So how did you deal with that? Yeah, I'll share the story about how I started uh, getting out of my shell. Uh, there's multiple parts to the to the story here. Uh, so I, I used um, my first job out of college was at Lockheed Martin. Um, I was there for seven and a half years before I moved on to to where I am now at Applied Materials. So two years into the company, I wanted to uh, apply to the Engineering Leadership Development Program. Uh, this is a rotational program to build future leaders at, at Lockheed Martin. So I go into um, the interview. I actually applied. I got selected for an interview, and um, I didn't. I wasn't selected. So I asked for feedback. I asked the program manager, you know, what what feedback um, can you give me? And he said, "You need more leadership experience," which I thought was ironic because I mean, it's I'm trying to go to the leadership <laughs> development program, and you also need more project management experience. So I said, "Okay, I will take your advice. I'll take your feedback. I'll act on it." So for my for the project management side, uh, short answer is I went to go get my master's. I started my master's in engineering management, uh, but to get the leadership experience. I was thinking, well, I can't just go into my group and say, hey, now I'm the boss now. And, you know, while my lead has 25 years of experience, like I can't just take that leadership role. So I looked at other opportunities where I can take on those leadership roles. So at Lockheed, we had these uh, employee resource groups, basically minority focused groups. You know, there's one for women. There's one for African-American, Latino, uh, Asian, LGBT, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to join the PAN or Professional Asian American Network. And I started as the mentoring and professional development chair. So, you know, I wanted for the purpose to get leadership experience, but that was the start of the turning point for for me. Um, As a a mentoring and professional development chair, I had to lead speed mentoring events. I had to uh, lead and host speaker events. So I had to be on stage, introduce the speaker, or if we had speed mentoring events, I had to facilitate the events. I had to speak up uh, and say, oh, time to rotate or introduce our our mentors for, for the session. So as I started going through these different events, I started having more and more confidence in myself. And that's the biggest thing that I share. If you're looking to get better at leadership or 
public speaking or presentation. You just got to find opportunities to, to do that. So that really helped me get into that growth mindset of, okay, I'm going to start you know, getting better and better um, and improving my skills. So after a year as the mentoring and professional development chair, I became the local site lead. So now I'm managing a leading a team of 10 people. And you know, just uh, and eventually I was there for a year and a half. And then I became the business area lead. So now I'm overseeing six different sites across mm. the entire country. So I, my role in that organization got larger and larger as I went along. And just stepping back a little bit. So I was in that role for a year. And in 2017, I said, okay, you know, I'm getting a little more comfortable. I'm in this growth mindset. Uh, I want to start sharing my goals publicly and to hold myself accountable. So I started publishing monthly articles on LinkedIn about my goals and how I'm progressing towards them throughout the year. As I got to the end of 2017, again, I'm in that growth mindset, continuing to, to be better and improving. I said, I'm going to do something weekly on LinkedIn. But what is something I can do weekly? Around that time, LinkedIn videos started popping up. And I said, I can do that. I got a cell phone. I will do weekly videos. But what is 52 things I can talk about? Because I'm such a planner. And I decided that, well, I've been to a lot of presentations and seminars. I've taken a lot of notes. I can, you know, possibly come up with 52 things from all my notes. So that's what I did. Every single week in 2018, had a video, selfie style, and just shared some piece of career tip advice from, from my list of things. Uh, my first 20, 25 videos were absolute crap. Uh, it's cringy <laughs> to look at. I did not look at the camera. I, uh, you know, uh, stuttered. Uh, my voice was soft. And again, it was just terrible to look at. But as I went through week after week and noticed my tendencies and started building up more confidence to put myself out there. And just over time, you know, the combination of having that leadership role in that uh, panel organization, as well as my weekly videos, and just just t- just getting more comfortable with it and that continuing practice led me to, to where I am today, right? Now I'm a career coach. Now I host a weekly LinkedIn live series where I don't even have to ask guests to join. People ask to, to come to my show, right? So it's just that's the sort of impact that I have on, on the LinkedIn community. So if you're just struggling to, to get started, to build confidence, the key is to just, is to just start. To start, mm. take one step at a time, get better and better as you go because it, changes don't happen overnight. It took me, you know, and this, this story is over the course of four or five years. Um, and I took on more and more responsibility in that organization year after year. So, you know, just just get started, start building up confidence as you go along, ask for feedback, and that's how you grow. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. So I'll let you get a drink of water while I unpack it. So first of all, let's talk about LinkedIn Live. Um, we talked a little bit before we started recording. I have a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's got so much potential, but they're so scattered. Uh, stories, yes. No. Groups, yes. No. Now they're doing audio rooms and everyone still doesn't have dark mode. Everyone still doesn't have LinkedIn Live. I got LinkedIn Live about 18 months after it was rolled out and I went live every day for 60 days. And the problem is, is nobody, it's really hard to discover it. And there's some people doing very well with it. My biggest beef is it's not in the app. And so if I'm at a conference and I come across Mark Cuban, well, I can only go live if I hold up my MacBook to the interview him. That's really weird. And so I think they made a really big, big uh, mistake there, in my opinion. Now, I agree with you what you're doing with LinkedIn Live. You're now making them into podcasts. I did that for a while. The issue I was having, and I'd love to know what you, how you counter this, is sometimes people just show up and they're not using a microphone or headphones like I require on my podcast because if people can't hear you, if the, if the host is using a microphone and headphones, but the guest is just using everything built in, the audio quality is so different that I can tell from my statistics that people drop off. They won't, they want it to be 
the same volume, the same, the same, um, what's the word? The same volume, not in terms of loud, the same loudness and volume. So people can hear it. They don't want one bassy and one tinny because that really annoys listeners and they've got a lot to listen to. They got a lot to, to, uh, view. And so they just leave. Now, when it comes to your LinkedIn lives, the ones that you decide to make in the podcast, do you make sure that they're using a microphone and headphones or do you just like, it, it really doesn't, you're not anal about it like I am. I mean, for me, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, with my LinkedIn lives, uh, I just make sure I can hear you. You can hear me. Um, your video is, is, you know, it's good. It's not choppy, things like that. And I mean, if you're looking to start with a podcast, I, my advice is just get started. Yeah. You know, you don't need to invest in a bunch of fancy equipment. Mark has thousands of episodes. So, yes, you know, he has that strict criteria, which, you know, I guess would have me, like myself would absolutely have to follow because he has such a following. But if you're just getting started with video, with podcasts, with creating content, don't overthink things. You don't need anything fancy. I mean, your camera has a better phone than, you know, than my webcam that I use for my LinkedIn Live, for mm-hmm. example. So, um, yeah, just I, I just go with it. You know, I, with my podcast, I kind of clean up the audio a little bit, get rid of the, the filler words or gaps and things like that. Uh, but, again, if my audience wants to quit because they didn't like the audio after 10 seconds and they're missing out on a lot of great content. So that's my, my perspective on it. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, I have over 1,050 episodes and I really care about my audience because they may be out walking the dog, maybe out for a run, maybe on an airplane. And I want to make sure they can hear every word. So I'm really strict on that. And I've had some guests say, I don't use microphones. I'm like, well, I don't do the episode. It's not for me, it's for my listeners. Mm-hmm. And I get emails from listeners saying, I really appreciate the clarity of your audio. They, and so they're speaking. So I want to go back to videos because some videos are very interesting because here in March of 2022, our attention span is so small. And about 90 days ago, I decided to start creating a daily 50 15 second video. And you did hear that right, listener. 15, one, five. And I record it every morning. And what I do is I record it on Instagram Reels. And there's a little trick you can use on Instagram Reels. And I hope they don't get rid of it. If you record an Instagram Reels and then you put the captions on, if you download that video before you post it, it doesn't have the Instagram watermarks. Because if you take an Instagram Reel and put it on TikTok, they, they will squelch the reach. So I take that video and I put it on Instagram stories. I put it on TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Getter, um, YouTube shorts, all the platforms. And on LinkedIn, what I do, because it's only 15 seconds, I actually put the transcript, which is only like three sentences, and the video. That seems to work out really well because some people, as you know, they like to read. And some people like to watch videos. And on LinkedIn, I give them both because I on YouTube shorts and on TikTok, you have so many, you only have so many characters, but LinkedIn lets you do the best of both worlds. When you do your short form videos on LinkedIn, do you do more of a description and the video so people can either read or watch the video? How would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free? Well, you can. All you have to do is go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com to get my, well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because not everyone's able to to watch a video or to play a video. I put subtitles on mine because it allows them to watch without playing audio. But some people just prefer reading over video. Right. So I 
don't transcribe it word for word. And, you know, my typical videos these days are 30 to 60 seconds long, but I sort of summarize it in a, in a few sentences, you know, it's like, um, you just, you know, it's, you just summarize it in a, in a few sentences. So it's not like there's conflicting, uh, information between the text and the video. It's, it's similar, but it's not exactly the, the same. So again, you know, caters to, to different audiences. And, and like you said, you know, some people prefer text some people prefer videos, right? And with LinkedIn, it's, it's sort of a mix, right? So with like Instagram, it's all, you know, images and videos. TikTok is all video. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you just got to cater to what the audience is uh, on the platforms you're using. Yeah. And one of the things that people, when they're just starting out in video, they don't get, they say, my name is John Doe and I'm an XYZ coach and nobody cares. Get right to the content because there is literally so much content in the world today that they can go watch something else. So get right to the content. Matter of fact, I actually changed the way I use, I do my podcast. So I, I have a five second intro. And then I would you I used to have, hey, sign up for my email newsletter, which is 30 seconds. But I realized that I may lose people. So now I have the five second intro and right into the interview because people clicked on this interview with you, Stephen, because they were interested in the topic and they want to hear the interview right away. And I noticed a lot of other big podcasters are doing that now. Joe Rogan does it. He starts right away at the podcast and then maybe 15 minutes in because his podcast go for three hours. Then he has his first ad. People want the content. And I know you care about what you do and who you are, but the truth is if someone who doesn't know you finds your post, finds your video and clicks it, they don't want to see, hear you say, I'm Mark Suchowski. That's no value to me. Get right to the content. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Our, our attention spans today are it's, it's so short. So even with the, a text post or even a video, you want to grab people's attention right off the bat within the first three to five seconds, right? And if you um, you know waste that time explaining who you are, where you're from, it, it doesn't serve any serve any purpose. So you know, I used to like with my LinkedIn lives uh, last year, I like to do like an icebreaker, like uh, two truths and a lie. And eventually, I just dropped it because it was taking eight to 10 minutes of the beginning without us getting into the content. For me, it was, okay, you know, this is a good icebreaker, get to know the guests. But then there was a lot of idle time because we're waiting on the audience to guess what the lie was out of the two truths and a lie. And sometimes there's no one watching or sometimes no one wants to comment. So now I just go straight to the point, introduce my guest, let them uh, share a little bit about themselves. And then we go right into the topic uh, because that's what people want to want to get to. I was on your LinkedIn Live, I think, last year or the year before, and I remember Two Truths and a Lie, and it was a good concept, but to your point, when you're live, you're waiting for people to reply, and they may be in the car, they may be multitasking, and and if someone is paying attention, they're like, what's going on right now? Nothing's happening. So I think you made a smart decision on that. I want to go back to something you said in the very beginning of our conversation, growth mindset. I'm of the opinion that you should be spending a minimum of 30 minutes every day in growth mindset, reading a book, attending a webinar. Uh, you know, you bought that course last year. You didn't go through the whole thing. You should be doing that every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, no exceptions. Do you do that? Um, I wouldn't say I, let's say, block off my time to specifically do a 30 second cl- a 30 minute class or things like that. But for anything that I do, I ask myself, the question, why? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, why am I on a podcast with Mark? Well, because I want to build my brand. I want to 
get better and, and continue to get better at public speaking and sharing my story. Uh, why do I do LinkedIn Lives? Because I want to help others. Uh, I want to, again, build up my public speaking. Why do I, why, uh, in the first thing in the morning, why do I spend 10 minutes a day learning Cantonese? Because I want to learn the language and speak to my fiance's family. So for anything that I do, I ask myself why. And even like, why am I on YouTube? Well, because I, you know, I spent an hour editing my live stream. I need to take a break. I'm going to spend 10 to 15 minutes on, on YouTube. So even taking breaks, it's like, you know, making sure that everything that I do, adds value, right? And I'm not saying, you know, don't take breaks, don't take naps. Like I take a nap because it's like, I need a nap because I'm, I'm tired. I, I feel like I can't be productive. I'm kind of trudging along. Um, so that's that's my perspective to that. And so, you know, I, I don't spend like, you know, I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't watch shows or things like that. So that's why I ask myself, why am I doing certain things and make sure they're um, productive to me. And if something is not important, then, you know, I, I cut it out. I just don't do it. I love that. The the question why, and you know, we're all humans and I don't think there's any problem with you sitting down and watching a couple of your favorite shows or watching a movie. That's fine. But I still think you should ask, ask yourself the question. Why, why am I doing watching these TV shows? Oh, I'm spending time with my spouse or my kids. Okay. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to yeah, have exactly. a, a supernatural reason for everything you do, but I heard Tony Robbins once say, you should plan every minute of the day. Even if that is you're going to be at Disney World or, in your case, Disneyland all day, you take the second or two to go, you know what? What am I going to do today? I'm going to be at Disneyland all day. Okay. But you're not doing it reactively. You're doing it proactively. And I think you should do that every day. What are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to spend time with the family. Okay. That's all you do. But at least you stop for a second and go, I'm intentionally going to spend time with my family or I'm intentionally going to watch football all day long. It makes a difference. I I really think a lot of people in our world today, they're living reactively. They're, whatever happens, happens, and they're not doing anything proactively. And then they're going, huh, why am I not achieving my goals? Because you're not living intentionally. Yep, exactly. Right. And you know, I'm a, I'm a planner, as I said earlier. So I like to know what am I doing each day? When are my meetings, right? Even this podcast. Okay. I can do, you know, an hour of work before I start the, this podcast review or this recording. And then I can go back to work and I have a meeting half an hour after this recording's over. So, you know, it's just planning out my day and, you know, it's just don't really like surprises. I don't like someone telling me, Oh, hey, can you go do this like real quick? It's like, no, I, I, in this mode that I, you know, you have to be in a certain mindset to do tasks. Like, Oh, I'm doing something in Excel. That's, sort of repetitive and boring, but I'm in the mindset that I'm doing it right now. And if someone interrupts me, it just, it just messes up my flow. I, I agree with you hundred percent. So one of the things I do is I spend a lot of time sending emails throughout the day because I have people on my email newsletter, but then I have other people who kind of know me, but they're not in my email newsletter. And so I send them emails of valuable content. Hey, here's a new blog post. I write, I wrote that talks about these three things that help you do X, Y, and Z. Well, that's repetitive. So what I usually do is I listen to an audiobook when I'm doing it because I really, I, I got to be at the computer, but my brain is just like, okay, you click on the name, you click on here, you click here, send, go back and forth. But now I'm actually learning something as I'm doing this activity, which needs to get done. Yes, I know all you people out there are saying, get a VA. I don't, I, I don't have a VA yet. It's in the process, but Sometimes people can't afford a VA or for whatever reason, they don't get one. So I think you have to look for these 
areas throughout your day where you can learn stuff. I don't sit here and block off 60 minutes or 90 minutes of personal development, but I'm like, you know what? I need a break. So I may take a break and may go grab a book and sit down and read a book for 10 or 15 minutes. But I think you should be better today than you were yesterday, but tomorrow you should be better than you were today. And if you don't take the time to learn every day, What's going to happen is you're going to get stuck in a rut and then you're going to start losing motivation and you're like, uh, I, I don't want to get up anymore. I'm going to call in sick today. And it's going to be a really slippery slope. But those people who make it a priority to live intentionally and learn every day, they get up every day excited. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, I did the same thing as well. If I'm on LinkedIn checking my notifications, I put on a podcast on the side. Right. So at least it's some background noise. And, you know, it's I'm checking notification, I'm replying to comments. It's not like I have to put so much thought into <laughs> replying back to comments or or going through my feed. So it's just good to, to have that sort of background noise kind of learn as, as you know, as, as we go along here. Now, you are one of the many people who are helping other people discover LinkedIn. What is your number one tip? If someone came to you and said, Stephen, I, I only have five seconds. I'm really busy. I'm late for uh, a train, a plane, whatever. My bus is leaving. What would the tip, if you can only give one tip on how to succeed in LinkedIn, what would that be? I would say start engaging with elders. Ah. And if you literally only have five seconds, don't just go on your newsfeed. Don't just start liking every post. Actually write a thoughtful comment on people's posts. Again, it's not just the first comment that's going to get their attention, but as you continue to show up and you like the, and if you really, I'm not saying do it on every single post, but if there's like a post or someone you really admire, write a comment on it, write a thoughtful comment on it. And then you'll start building up that relationship sort of indirectly with them. And over time, you know, when, um, you know, they see you continually showing up or when you start posting and you tag them in your post, they say, Oh yeah, this person's been supporting me or you need to ask them for a favor. They're willing to help you because you've been engaging with their content. So if you really only have a few seconds per day, start start writing comments on people's posts. Well, I apologize. I asked the wrong question. Uh, I wanted you to take five seconds to give us your tip. Listener, I'm not saying you can only do this for five seconds. What he's saying, because that would be crazy. Uh, I wanted him to give us his five-second tip, and he did. Engage in LinkedIn. So don't take five seconds, but don't leave great post comments. Leave some comments that are value added. I, I leave value added comments on Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, LinkedIn posts and some other influencers. And when you leave a long comment, more people see it and they're like, Ooh, who is this guy? And they go to your profile. But if you just say good post, no one's going to your profile because you haven't added any value. So thank you for sharing that before we wrap up today. Is there anything on your heart that you feel that you wanted to share with the listener that we didn't get around to yet? Um, I would just share, you know, my number one piece of advice, um, you know, don't overthink things and just be confident in yourself, right? So, you know, whether it's putting your first post on LinkedIn, as long as you spell the words right, you have decent grammar, that's okay. You don't have to make it like, oh, you have to pick the right words or things like that. And then when you post it, then, oh, how many people are going to view it? Like, don't, don't overthink things, right? Because that's going to, and I actually posted about this yesterday. Don't overthink things because it's just going to prevent you from from getting things started and have confidence in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, how can others believe in you? Mm. Right. So when I go do a presentation, when I'm on someone else's podcast, I go in and say, you know, I'm going to share who I am. No one knows me more than myself. So I'm the best person to talk about the topic today or or, talk about myself. So have that sort of mindset that I have confidence. I'm the best person to 
talk about this topic, to do this thing or, or do this presentation. And that really changes your, your mindset to naturally feel more confident. And when you actually present, your voice sounds better. Your body language is better. Um, your presentation overall is better. And people sense that confidence coming from you. Even, you know, you, you might say that's a little fake confidence. But anyways, you know, having that confidence really, really helps. And here's something you need to think about. Maybe if you misspell a word, you leave it alone because if people leave a comment saying that you misspelled the word, that means more eyes are seeing it. I'm just saying you might want to think about this because I learned from Grant Cardone. He says, when you create a video, you just post it. If you get the captions wrong or something, don't worry about it. First of all, most people aren't going to see it. Second of all, you may get more attention. You never know. Now, I'm not saying intentionally misspell every word in your post, but if you see a misspelling, and I've done this, I don't do it anymore, but I've done it. I I used the wrong there. I don't worry about it because I know someone points it out, some grammar expert, then it's going to show up in their feed. (laughs) So it may work out to your advantage. Just think about that. Right. And and you know, to add on to that, if your audience, if you have a 30 second, one minute long video and they criticize you on like one little um or uh, they totally missed the point of your video. Right. <laughs> like they, they missed the 59 and a half seconds that yes. is actually valuable content. So, again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, actually. So just post a video. Right. And mm. then you just go from there or post, post whatever you want to post. Yeah. And when people criticize you for your videos, your podcast, the first question you have to ask is. Do they have one? Have they ever put a video out? Because if you don't, like when people criticize my podcast, I'm like, I've got over a thousand fifty episodes. You don't even have one. So I'm going to listen to someone like Joe Rogan, not from John Doe, who doesn't even know what a podcast is. So that's being said, Stephen, where can people go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we talked about LinkedIn. So connect with me on LinkedIn, Stephen Liu, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-U, or you can use my hashtag, Stephen Helps You. Um, that's how I branded myself as a career coach. I also have a website, uh, Stephen helps you coaching.com and I'm on Instagram as well. Same handle. Stephen helps you. So LinkedIn, uh, my website, Stephen helps you coaching as well as Instagram. Stephen, it and was a YouTube channel too. Oh, Forgot YouTube. To yeah. That. We got to put YouTube, YouTube in there. Channel is the same thing. <laughs> Stephen helps you. Excellent. Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great to have you here. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Glad to be here. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age, but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.